Welcome to this Bioforum podcast. I am joined by Christy McCarthy, Director of Sustainability at Corning. Christy, thank you for talking to me today. Sustainability for any organisation is now mission critical, moving from future-based commitments to practical action. How is your organisation connecting corporate strategy with operational execution? Hi, Antoinette. Um, You know, Corning as a whole is being uh, more engaged around goal setting and frankly, the public sharing of the goals that we set. And an example of this is in 2021, using guidance developed by the Science-Based Targets Initiative and in alignment with a 1.5 degree C future scenario, we've added two more goals to our list of climate commitments, um, reducing our scope one and two greenhouse gases by 30% compared to a 2021 baseline by 2028, and then also reducing scope three, so things outside of our manufacturing um, by uh, 17.5%. And so, you know, that's that's setting a high level framework, but then how that's actually um, turning into action is that we are pushing um, a lot of the activity down in our organization. And my role is actually a great example of how we're, we're moving towards action. So um, I joined this uh, job in June of 2020, and I was actually the first dedicated sustainability director for a division in Corning. We had efforts going on um, at the corporate level, and certainly there were what I call pockets of goodness, you know, throughout the division. Um, But we didn't have anybody whose full-time responsibility it was to harness all that work and bring it together. And so I kind of liken it to an orchestra when it's warming up in the pit, you've got the violins and, and the wind instruments and everybody's kind of making their own music, but it doesn't really sound like anything until the conductor comes in and and turns it into the symphony, right? And that's really how I see my role is is to conduct and make sure that we are setting those grand um, targets that keep us moving on the same path as the corporate intent, or maybe even exceeding it, um, and and getting us, you know, working in concert, not letting anything uh, fall off the plate. I like that, Christy. I, I like the vision of you as the conductor. <laughs> so what are the biggest challenges you face as a sustainability leader? Yeah, you know, I think that um, when I think about this question, what comes to mind is just the the breadth and the scope of the sustainability effort, right? There's so much that it covers from the different environmental aspects. You can think about energy and emissions, water, waste, biodiversity, and then there's the social aspects, you know, and and so, um, you know, the human rights, and then how does that play into what we're expecting out of our supply chain? And and how are we dealing and engaging with our employees and getting them involved? There's just, there's this great spectrum of activity. And on top of that, we've got this fire hose of information coming in from the outside, because frankly, since COVID happened, Um, It it feels like sustainability efforts writ large, whether it's human rights activity or environmentalism, has just gotten a turbo turbo boost and and is is just going at warp speed. And so there's all this discussion going on. There's evolution of approach. There's evolution of science. and, And just trying to keep up with it all, I think, is a real challenge. And then figuring out what of all of this opportunity that's out there, it's such a target-rich environment, are we going to focus on as a priority? Because, you know, there are so many things we can do, but we've only got so many resources at the end of the day. And so I think that that's where, you know, for me, it comes down to the challenge of pulling together a coherent and prioritized strategy that has clear targets, you know, so we know what we're aiming for. Very challenging, but but really critical to our success. And so what and or who inspires you? 
You know, I would have to say really younger people like Greta Thunberg, right? There's this passion and urgency in her actions that really, really motivates me. She's starting from a premise that addressing sustainability issues are table stakes. They're not negotiable. And and we have to re, uh, acknowledge that reality and actually do something about right? And what I love is that other young people around the world are following her lead. And so um, you may be familiar with um, the activity. I see stuff on Twitter every week, the Fridays for Future or the School Strikes for Climate. Um, all over the world, people are posting, uh, young men, young women. Um, some have only been you know, doing their activism for a couple of weeks. Some have been doing it for hundreds of weeks, but there's just this determination about all of them that's incredible. And you know, it really, it, it makes me want to do what I can to leave the world a better place for them and also to bring them into our discussions where possible so that we can have them very ready to, to be moving into roles that are going to really move the needle um, within corporations um, here in the next five to 10 years. And who are your key stakeholders and how do you keep them engaged? Yeah, you know, there's only so much impact that we can do on our own, you know, by going it alone. And, and so one of the things I really, really love about sustainability, which, you know, my, my background is more commercial and innovation. And so I'm bringing that experience to the role. Um, but it, it's this aspect that with sustainability, you've got to hold hands to make progress, right? And And so what I, what I see as key is partnering with our customers to understand what their priorities are and then let's engage on how best to make an impact and mutually reinforce each other's progress. And so to do that as well, you really need to think about an entire ecosystem and connecting the dots between new solutions or um, you know, people that are going to need to be involved, whether it's other upstream vendors, whether it's outside um, service providers, um, whether it's scientists that are coming up with some new approaches and then bringing these ideas into our stakeholder discussions to figure out, you know, how will we tackle these problems together? And I think that that, you know, at the end of the day, the engagement happens through this really rolling up our sleeves and working together on these problems. Yeah. And if you could make one change that would make the greatest contribution to the development of the sustainable biologics industry, what would it be? One of the areas that I am really passionate about is around um, circularity for single-use plastic. Um, you know, we've got uh, a, a unique, um, a unique ecosystem within our industry, and in that uh, contamination is a big concern. And and so, you know, obviously cell health, um, viral vector health, very, very important. And so we use a lot of single-use plastics. And a university study in 2015 found that an average lab scientist could consume 150 pounds of plastics a year or more. And when you consider something like a pipette, you know, is just several grams of plastic, that's really a lot of product that they're touching to get to 150 pounds or more in a year. And so what you what we see is this huge concentration of waste um, at, a, at a point where there's a person who's very altruistic to begin with, right? They're, they're in the life sciences field because they want to do right by the world and, and help humanity, you know, be better in the future. And yet they're this big waste generator, right? And, and so to me, that's a pain point that, that we want to deal with. Um, and, and so looking at that problem, 
Um, we've discovered that emissions are really concentrated at the beginning of the life of plastic products and at the end of life. The beginning of life when the resin's being made, when it's being converted from fossil fuel, and then at the end of life when it's being incinerated due to contamination. And so if we can stand up a circularity ecosystem where resin flows from the resin maker to a vendor like Corning, we make our plastic product, it goes to our customers for use, and then instead of incinerating, it can go into an ecosystem where chemical recycling can break it back down to a monomer level to be reconstituted as feedstock to go back to the resin maker for reuse in a, a, a virgin or near virgin format that is a huge win. There's no downcycling. Um, there's less uh, material that actually needs to be used because we're capturing some of that feedstock. And importantly, we're eliminating emissions from incineration at end of life and in the the um, the the use of the the recycled feedstock, we're eliminating emissions um, at the beginning of the life for for the new products because it doesn't take as much energy to uh, bring that feedstock in as it does bringing in raw fossil fuel. And so to me, you know, really going after a challenging goal like that um, would be incredibly gratifying and feel like, you know, we really move the needle in a new way um, that, that frankly has not been, um, you know, much of a much of an option up until very recently because the technology just didn't exist for us to do things like this, right? So, so it's really come along and I think that it's a place again where there's this opportunity for everybody to hold hands to make it happen. It's not going to be Corning making this happen. It's gonna be Corning and other vendors and, other, and all of our customers and the distributors and the recyclers, the resin makers, this whole ecosystem coming together. And I think that that just would be an amazing thing to see. I think that leads us in nicely to the final question, which is what do you hope to achieve working with Bioforum Sustainability? Yeah, and so really what that comes down to is industry engagement, right? As I've said before, we can't do this alone. And what I really love about Bioforum is that it is bringing um, both my customers and vendors like myself to the same table where we can roll up our sleeves and get to work on this. And in fact, this is one of the um, activities that we're looking at in the sustainability work streams um, with Bioforum right now, among several others having to do um, with plastics and the road mapping for sustainability. And so, you know, the opportunity to have um, a platform where it's not just a sector of the industry, but but you know both sides of the equation coming together and figuring out how are we gonna solve the problem of contamination, right? Um, when is biohazardous truly biohazardous and when is contamination not dangerous, right? And then what can we get into a work stream versus what we really still need to incinerate? You know, if, if it was just the vendors kind of declaring that, maybe some people would nod and smile, but would it really, you know, make a change or, or make a change as quickly as it can if we've got everybody coming together and thinking through that problem on how we get the industry on board with the solution. And so I really, really value um, the, again, the Bioforum platform to, to allow these conversations and frankly, also to help facilitate them because everybody there does such a wonderful job of kind of hurting the cats as we deal with, again, these very broad problems and bringing us back into focus on, all right, what are the key elements, the key few things we really need to think about so that we can, no kidding, make some progress that we can show year in, year out 
um, that we really are moving the industry in a better direction. Well, thank you, Christy. Um, Bioforum sustainability is enabling companies like Corning to collaborate, build benchmarks and toolkits and work to identify the technology that will meet the challenges to advance progress against several sustainability development goals. If your company would like to join the conversation, you can contact us by emailing info at bioforum.com. Thank you.